Um, good evening, guys. Welcome back to the Hollywood Girl and Rap Show. This is Elizabeth Milan. This is Mike McDaniels. So uh, today is May 11th of 2022. And this happens to be um, Mike's uh, brother's birthday. Uh, well, one of his younger brothers, uh, Chris. Uh, so, you know, we wish him a happy birthday. And um, we actually had the chance to do a party for him and my mother-in-law who had uh, her birthday was in April. So we had a great time. Uh, right, Mike? It was a wonderful time, actually. And I had really a lot of fun, even though it was my day off. <clears throat> Yes, it was also Mike's day off. So yeah, we had a great time. So uh, today, uh, well, you know, we all enjoy movies. There's a lot of great movies out there in every genre, whether it's horror, action, comedy, you name it. But today we're going to be talking about um, the worst movies ever made. And we actually came across a list uh, compiled by Rotten Tomatoes. It is a top 100 list of the worst movies ever. Uh, we don't think we're going to get through that today because, you know, it is 100 movies. So the list is quite uh, numerous. So, yeah, we're going to uh, talk about a few of these movies today. So we're going to start but the, I'm, I'm sorry, we're going to start with the 100 uh, worst movie of all time, which is Mac and Me. It, it appears to be a 1988 movie. It almost looks like a ripoff of um, E.T. Yeah, exactly. It, it appears to be a ripoff of E.T., which it looks poorly made, actually. I haven't seen this movie, but it looks really bad. It says here uh, in the synopsis, a young extraterrestrial separated from its family and stranded on Earth finds friendship with a boy in a wheelchair. So I don't recall the boy in E.T. being on a wheelchair, but you know they decided to do some changes with this one. So let me click here and I've see. I've seen the movie. <laughs> oh, this one, Mac and Me? <laughs> it yeah. is shit. Like, you never want to watch it. Like, I think I my mom had it on DVD, and I tried watching it. And I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> so you you know we usually disagree with uh with the ratings on rotten tomatoes but you know if it really is shit then yeah we would have to agree with them so what were the shittiest parts about this movie you would say i would say everything like if i were to watch it again i'd rather throw myself downstairs <laughs> yeah and it's so bad that it only received a seven percent on rotten rotten tomatoes so that's how you know that you know like i said rotten tomatoes is wrong about some other movie ratings but you watch a movie and you generally think that everything is bad like mike just said then yeah then that's your worst movie right there <laughs> okay so uh, i would give it a zero <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't recall ever. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is tough with their uh, ratings, but I haven't seen any movie being given a, a zero. It will be interesting if they did. Okay, so uh, what's next on the list? Well, I've actually scrolled uh, to number 70. This one is actually based off of a video game I remember in the arcade. It's called House of the Dead. Oh, okay. So, and you said you've seen this movie? Uh, I I watched half of it, and after that, I, I spaced out. Like, it was just that bad. 
Hmm. Even though it's a horror movie and you're a horror fan. Yeah, and I remember the video games. They were fun, but I didn't realize they made a movie until like oh, like 10 years ago and I tried watching it and it was just that bad. I'm like, I never want to watch it again. And this is uh, from night. Uh, I'm sorry, from 2003. Like I said, yeah. it's the uh, it's a horror movie, but it's so bad that Rotten Tomatoes decided to give it a 3%. Give it a 1. <laughs> <laughs> and it says here, uh, Simon, which is uh, Tyrone Lizzo and Greg Will Sanderson meet uh, a group of friends and set out to attend a rave. Hmm. Sounds kind of familiar, you know. When you mention rave and horror together, it reminds me of uh, Freddy versus Jason, which horror fans consider it a good movie well pretty much jason i actually enjoyed it but i didn't realize it got a bad rating because rotten tomatoes is very biased on the ratings mm-hmm. yeah that's correct yeah but this movie if i ever see it again i you know if, like someone tries to hand me a copy of it on dvd i'm throwing it out the window <laughs> oh you're probably do what peter griffin did like he didn't want to see uh what dreams may come and that he didn't even want uh that movie rubbing up against the uh, roadhouse movie <laughs> or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that a was lot of people funny. like roadhouse but not me I'm, I'm i'm more of like a horror movie guy because if it's creepy enough i'll watch it uh so you're not much of a patrick swayze fan not really <laughs> okay so mike skipped ahead but i am gonna stick with the order of the list so uh the next bad movie on the list is number 99 we have in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale uh which is a 2007 movie starring jason statum well so yeah believe it or not mr statum did star in a movie that is considered the top 100 you know it's considered one of the top 100 worst movies of all time and it says here featuring mostly wooden performances laughable dialogue and a shorty production values in the name of the king fulfills all expectations of an old ball film oh, okay <laughs> so i guess he's considered a bad movie director uh, it also says that as as war looms in an idyllic kingdom, a man named Farmer, which is uh, played by Jason Statham, begins a heroic quest. So, you know, it's the typical uh, medieval time story when there's a quest, you need to find something. So uh, even though I do like uh, medieval movies, you, well, you know, some of them, uh, I do have to admit that a lot of them revolve around uh, similar stuff going on a quest finding this rescuing so and so and so forth so if you've seen uh this movie that you know then you've probably seen all others with the same uh plot basically i know he's in other movies that are pretty good but this nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true so which other movie are you gonna talk about mike um, well, this one is actually number 72 on the list, and I really like this uh, this actor, you know, Nick Swartzen. You know, mm-hmm. hell of an actor. He's funny, but he's in a movie called Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Hmm. It is one of the worst movies I've ever thought could ever be released. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know, the cover of the movie actually looks deceptive. You know, it looks like a really funny movie, but according to Rotten Tomatoes, it only received a 3%. So, yeah, it must be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, apparently, um, here's the synaps- uh, uh, synopsis. Sorry, I can't speak very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a innocent Midwesterner, Bucky Larson, works in a dead-end job as a grocery bagger and has never kissed a girl. Oh, kind of sounds like the 40-year-old virgin right there. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize uh, Christina uh, Ricky or Rika, I can't yeah, pronounce Christina, her name. Christina Ricci, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know she was in it. I'm like, holy shit, I, I remember some movie she was in before. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be her first bad movie because if I'm not mistaken she also starred in this other movie called That Thorn Cat and it it was also considered a bad movie I'm not sure if that movie is on this particular list but it will be interesting to see if it is (laughs) yeah but this movie I remember the commercial and it looks so bad it like I'm like oh my god this movie's gonna flop and I guess I predicted it yeah, and it also says here that it was directed by Tom Brady. <laughs> I hope that it's not the Tom Brady, you know, the former uh, uh, Patriots play, you know. <laughs> yeah, who later joined the, the Buccaneers. <laughs> I call them the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let's see what else we have here. Now we're going to go up to number... 98 uh, Material Girls from 2006, which is a Hilary Duff movie. Uh, also, Haley Duff was in it. I think that's her sister, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I it got her a- older sister. Oh, interesting. And it says here that it got a 4% uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm noticing that I haven't seen a lot of these movies. <laughs> and it says two siblings, cosmetic heiresses you know so they're kind of like uh, Paris Hilton and, and such must grow up quickly when a company scandal leaves them penniless oh, okay so this is like the typical uh, riches to rag story <laughs> well Hillary Duff if you ever watched the show Lizzie McGuire which is a great show by the way <laughs> mm-hmm. well since I got older, I don't care for it no more because, you know me, I grow out. Right. Well, it was a pretty good show, in my opinion. I did see it. Uh, well, my sister did see it as well because, you know, it's part of our generation when we used to watch shows on uh, Disney Channel. Yeah, I think one of my former friends, uh, he had a huge crush on Hillary Duff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, continuing with this movie, uh, the critics said that it was played by paper thin characterizations and a Hawkeye a script. So I guess that's a really bad script. Material Girls fails to live up to even the minimum standards of its genre. So this is considered a chick flick from the looks of it, but it doesn't, according to the critics, it doesn't it doesn't even live up to the standards of the genre, which is. A uh, pretty bad review. Yeah, not not only because of the four percent, but because of what the critics have to say. Yeah, I, I've watched a lot of bad movies, but that would probably take the cake. Right. 
Okay, so uh, what else is on the list? Well, this is going to be a shocker. It's a John Travolta film. And you probably heard of it. It's based off of the Scientologist religion. It's called Battlefield Earth. Uh, what number? This is number 60. Okay, so now we're going to scroll down to number 60. Uh, I actually seen that movie. Uh, I didn't consider it that bad, but I guess the critics portrayed it from what I noticed. And yeah, battle. Yeah, they, they called it ugly, uncamping, and poorly acted. Oh, <laughs> which is sad, right? Because Mr. Travolta wanted to turn this into a big uh, sci fi. Um, you, you know, like a big sci-fi movie that compares it's, like I think he mentions, yeah, that's what I was going to say, that he wanted to make like a, a Star Wars type of film. Except um, he took the Scientologist uh, you know, beliefs and tried to put it into a movie, but as you can tell, you know, nobody cared. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do have a question, though. Is this something that John Travolta uh, thought of it himself or did he solely base it on a story or one of the numerous crazy stories from the Scientologist religion? Uh, he, I think he created most of it, but he also put a lot of the Scientologist religion into it. Oh, okay, so it was like a mix of both. And it says here that it's for the year 3000, uh, no countries, no cities, Earth is a wasteland. And man is in danger. Man is an endangered species. Well, I gotta admit that the synopsis is really interesting, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it paints a, like a really grim picture, kind of like a dystopia, if you will. But yeah, it, it, it was disappointing that this movie was not successful. And, you know, because like I said, I didn't find it to be as bad as what uh, the critics mentioned, but... Yeah, it happens. You know, you think a movie is going to be successful and, it, and it ends up uh, floppy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it and I guess nobody cared for it at all. Like, they just kicked it to the side. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, we have, we are at number 97, which is uh, Blood Rain. Uh, it sounds uh, familiar to a video game. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm mistaken, but it, it actually is. Okay, so it was based off a of video game, and it was given a four percent. And the critics said, "Blood Rain is an absurd uh, sword and sorcery video game adaption from uh, Schlock Maestro O Ball." Oh, okay, here's O Ball again making another bad movie, <laughs> featuring a distinguished and slumming cast. And for the synopsis, in 18th century Romania, after spending much of her life in a traveling circus, human vampire hybrid Rain, which is a woman um, played by Kristana Loken, escapes. Uh, oh, okay. Wow, here's another sad example of a bad movie with a good synopsis. Well, Blood Rain, I remember playing the video game on Xbox. It is fun, but extremely difficult. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> you play like, so, this vampire lady that goes, you know, killing all these monsters and trying to prevent any catastrophes. Also, uh, it's kind of like a mix between uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Celine from um, Underworld. 
<laughs> in a way yeah also a little mixture of uh, van helsing oh okay so i saw smudged into one but yeah pretty bad i mean for some reason a lot of uh uh, movies that are based off of video games are not successful uh, but you know it's also because maybe the people give it a bad rating too not just the critics but the people who watch the you know um, people who are not in the critic movie critic business you know like they say oh it's not like the like the game but a lot of movies cannot be like games you know because sometimes whatever makes sense in a game is not going to make sense in a movie you see what I mean yeah. All right. I think I found the next one that's pretty bad, but I actually enjoyed this movie, and I know you enjoyed it too. Uh, what number? It's number. Hold on, let me scroll back because my computer's weird. Uh, it's <laughs> number forty-two. The Master of Disguise. Oh yeah, that's a sad chapter of everyone's lives i mean not because the movie is bad but you know because we actually liked it i mean i liked it i know you liked it mike so when i saw that master of the skies was in this list and that it received a one percent by rotten tomatoes i was actually pretty uh pretty disappointed upset. yeah and upset yeah because you know you, you can tell that a lot of work was put into this film and that the type, the style of comedy that was used here may not be of everyone's taste, but it was pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, Dana Carvey, you might remember him from Wayne's World. Yes, definitely. He was the the drum player. Yeah. Yeah, Garth. Well, what I like yeah. about this movie, um, a lot of the jokes are pretty funny, but some jokes are here and there with you. Right. Yeah, that's why I said that uh, the style of comedy employed in this movie may not be of everyone's taste because, you know, whatever may seem funny to you may seem ridiculous to a another person, you know? Yeah, it, and the critics said like an ill-conceived attempt to utilize Dana Carvey's talent for mimicry the Master Disguise is an irritating, witless farce weighed down by sophomore gags. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty sad. It was actually pretty damn funny. Like, I would say, I think the turtle guy made me laugh. Yeah, because, you know, I remember that scene. You know, everybody's making fun of the turtle guy because... And then the Jennifer Esposito character, yeah, I think uh, she was also uh, named Jennifer in the movie. And she said, you know, because uh, it's called the Turtle Club, you didn't have to dress like a turtle, you know, saying kind of things. And then you see all the members of the Turtle Club uh, laughing at this ridiculous guy dressed in a turtle costume, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ain't I turtle enough for the Turtle Club? Turtle, turtle. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, funny, but on, yeah. That's, I, funny. that's funny. Yeah, but again, it, it's sad that, you know, the critics and... Uh, other people uh, consider it as far as, as it is mentioned here in the critic consensus. Well, I still like the movie. Like, if, oh, I forgot. My mom has it on DVD, but I'll have to go steal it from her house. <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw this movie in theaters with my sister when we were uh, younger. 
You guys were probably laughing. Yeah, we 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 found it hilarious, just like you. <laughs> All right, uh, what's next on your list? Okay, so on my side of the list, I have uh, a little bit of Kevin from 2011, which comes at number 96. And uh, this also kind of looks, well, actually not a chick flick, I, I was going to say. It's more of like a romantic film with none other than Kate Hudson. And you also see a Mexican actor here, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, who is friends with Diego Luna. And as you know, Diego Luna is the guy who starred in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. You also see uh, Kathy Bates and Lucy Punch. Um, I think I heard of Kathy, but I don't think I've heard of Lucy Punch. And uh, the critics said that a little bit of heaven subjects viewers to a whole bunch of uh, schmaltz and strands Kate Hudson and Gael Garcia Bernal in a fatally misguided film. Hmm. So <clears throat> I guess. I've never seen that one. Now it says here for the synopsis, uh, a New Orleans executive, uh, Marley Corbett, which is played by Kate Hudson, is a free-spirited woman who embraces her easy sexuality, Ashan's commitment. Oh, okay. So it's one of those kind of um, hoochies turned housewives kind of ladies, <laughs> you know, because oh. she's she's a hoochie because she hasn't been able to find the right guy, and then she finally finds one and falls head over heels, you know, <laughs> that kind of story. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess that's why, that's another reason why people didn't like it. So, let's see. <clears throat> uh, what else do I see here? Directed by Nicole Kessel. So, okay, so it was uh, directed by this uh, Nicole uh, Kessel director. I'm not quite familiar with other movies that she has directed, but okay. yeah, I guess, you know, it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know, these romantic movies. I know you don't like them, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a romance person. <laughs> Yeah, but you um you don't like Hitch either, right? With Will Smith. <laughs> I, I, it's hard to watch Will Smith movies now because of the whole uh, Oscars incident. Yeah, which a lot of people don't pay attention to anymore because of what we know what's happening with the uh, whole Depp versus um, Heard uh, case. Yeah, like. <laughs> If you try to watch Men in Black, you probably just laugh at Will Smith because he's one of those. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so what's next on your side of the list? Even though this movie is so bad, I still love Adam Sandler movies. Uh, Jack and Jill. Okay, and that's number... 62. Okay, so we're scrolling down to number 62 with Jack and Jill. And ouch, it only received the 3%. That's really bad. <clears throat> yeah, I remember the commercial for it. It was pretty funny. But then when you try to watch the movie, it didn't seem as funny. Mm -hmm. it, it looks kind of funny, right? Because you don't really see Adam Sandler in other movies playing a female role. So uh, this movie looked kind of promising. Uh, you see a couple of actors here, including Al Pacino. Uh, that's interesting. And I remember that uh, Eugenio Derbez was in the movie. Too. Well, Al Pacino, he's awesome as Scarface. I'm not kidding. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he was awesome. But, you know, you always see great actors making movies that are ultimately considered a bad. I mean, I haven't seen Jack and Jill, so I'm not 100% sure if it really is a bad movie. But with this rating, uh, I think I'll, I'll give it a go because in my case, I watch movies that are considered good, you know, so that I could be the judge as well. But I'm also willing to watch movies that are considered bad and, you know, see if if it is uh, to my liking or not. Well, um, I tried watching it and I just blanked after I think half the movie. I'm like, okay, this is pretty bad. I, I've never seen a bad movie this <laughs> bad in my life. <laughs> Except Mac and me, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with, with Jack and Jill, I think uh, one funny part that I, because uh, I remember that before it was released in theaters, I saw in um, a TV story in which they were talking about the movie. And all I heard is that uh, Eugenio Derbez was going to play two roles in the movie. He was going to be Jill's boyfriend. And he was also going to play either his his mom or his grandma. You know, so kind of like what Eddie Murphy did with uh, the Nutty Professor movies. But in this case, it was just going to be him, you know, and his grandma or mom. I, I forgot who it was except, except the first movie <clears throat> professor is pretty funny the second had its moments yeah and i think the naughty professor movies are considered good i haven't really looked at their ratings but yeah it will be interesting to look at them okay because i've seen the movies and i find them great so which uh, movies are next on your list okay so we're gonna uh, scroll up and we I see that the next movie on my list is Darkness from 2002, which is at number 95, and it was only given a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics say yet another predictable variation of the hoary old haunted house movie, Darkness is an illogical, portentous mess. Wow, <clears throat> that's a really bad review. And it says here that Paul, uh, you know, a character in the movie played by Stefan Inquist and his older sister, Regina, who is Anna Paquin, unpack and settle into their new country home. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> it's kind of like a new in town uh, moved into a haunted house kind of story. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I never seen the movie but I heard some reviews about it. <clears throat> you you never seen what I'm sorry? Uh, the movie you're mentioning. Uh, I haven't seen it but I heard some reviews like one of my friends said it was okay but it had its moments for him because he's a horror fan like me. Yeah and it's also uh, another one of those another of those uh, deceiving movies because the cover looks pretty good. You I you have a female character with only one of her eyes is showing, which I'm assuming is Anna Paquin. And then you see kind of like a, a church or haunted house type of scenery. They use a lot of black in the cover and, you know, dark colors. And then you see two kids uh, with their uh, with their backs facing the camera. So, yeah, it was... Um, it, it looks good, right? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to watch movies that are considered bad just to see what I think. But yeah, this is one of those movies that 
that were not successful. And I see here that the director is Jaume Bala Balaguerro. Uh, that sounds like a like a Spanish director's name. So I guess we would have to look into his other work to see uh, what we think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so uh, where do we scroll down to again with your side of the list? <laughs> uh, my next one, even though I love this actress, she's in this bad movie that actually got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. This is wow. <laughs> A zero. Yeah, just when I thought uh, you couldn't really get a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, number yeah. 30, you said? 39. Oh, 39. Okay, so. Yeah, it's called Dark Tide. Oh, yeah. Dark Tide. Mm -hmm. It has Halle Berry in it. Yeah, and also Oliver Martinez, uh, Ralph Brown, and Luke Tyler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and the critics, I can't believe they, they put this movie down like I'm like poor Hallie she has to deal with this one too it's shallow and brackish I'm like what the hell does that mean <laughs> but you know this wouldn't be a, even though uh Halle Berry is a great actress uh this wouldn't be the first time in which she's actually tied to a bad movie because even though I think Catwoman is a good movie a lot of people consider it one of the worst uh so yeah pretty interesting the CG and the acting Oh, there's a bad CG, even though it was made in 2012? No, no, uh, the Catwoman. <clears throat> oh, Catwoman. Oh, okay. So, uh, and I'm sorry, you said you already saw Dark Tide? Uh, Dark Tide, I watched it one time, and I thought it was pretty good, because Halle Berry, she's one hell of an actress. Like, give it up for her, you know? Because she's still mm -hmm. going out there, still acting, not caring what people say. Right, because sometimes you just have to rub it off, you know, because a lot of people say it, uh, they're going to say it because you either because your work is really bad, but in other uh, instances, they're just going to say it because they're envious, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's people who envy um, Halle Berry's talent because, you know, like I said, she's a really good actress, very talented, and she's done a lot of amazing roles, you know, namely her role as, as Storm in the X-Men movie series. I, I consider that uh, really good. Which I'm an X-Men fan. That's why, in fact, I'm going to watch the classic cartoon, you know, because it's on Disney Plus and I grew up with it. <laughs> yep, that's our childhood right there, the X-Men cartoon. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome as Storm, though. She pulls it off instantly in the live action like she just goes out there and just she's just like being herself right that's true uh okay so let's see next on my side of the list i scroll all the way to the top again and uh it is a 2006 movie at number 94 called zoom you know uh like the app we use to communicate <laughs> And it says here, the critics said, uh, lacking the punch and good cheer of The Incredibles and Sky High, Zoom is a dull and laugh-free affair. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so they try to do a comedy here, but uh, laugh-free. So they're saying that it's definitely not going to make you laugh. And it says, uh, Captain uh, Zoom or Jack, who is, who is played by, uh, I mean, which is played by Tim Allen, as he is now known, has long since given up his career of fighting. Oh, okay, I see. So fighting, that could be like maybe a boxing movie. Uh, I'm not quite sure. 
But you know, you have uh, stars like mentioned here, Tim Allen, who is an awesome actor, great comedian. Uh, Courtney Cox Arquette, uh, Spencer Breslin, yeah, I definitely know Spencer Breslin. Yeah, Courtney Cox Arquette. So I guess uh, she changed her name after getting married. Uh, I remember her in the Scream movies, even though I don't like Scream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Spencer Breslin, yeah, you may remember him from movies like uh, The Santa Claus. You know, I think it was The Santa Claus 2 or 3 when he started appearing in these movies. And also uh, The Cat in the Hat, where he played uh, Conrad. Yeah, he's... 30 or 31 at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. And you also have Kate Mara. And it was directed by Peter Hewitt. I think his name sounds familiar. I think I've seen other films directed by Mr. Hewitt. But, you know, in this case, Zoom um, was a failure, uh, it appears, because it was given a 4% by Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, they tried to do a comedy, but I guess things did not work out too well. Even though you do expect to laugh in a movie in which you have both Tim Allen and Spencer Wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of messed up that they suck, but other movies are not too bad. Right, that's true. So uh, how about you? Where do we go now from your side of the list? All right, we're going all the way to number 23, which this is a, I think it's part of a trilogy. It's called Look who's talking now. Oh, really? That it received a bad review? It received a it pretty much received a zero. Oh, okay. Oh, but this is the one in which you said uh the pets start talking, right? Yeah, which I do laugh because um one of them the you know rocks the, the dog is actually voiced by Danny DeVito. Oh, I see. Uh, for some reason, he's not listed in the stuff. I guess uh, since he was the voice of one of the pets, it's not considered a uh, top cast. So that's why they only named John Travolta and Christy Alley, David Gallagher, and Tabitha Lupien. And those are the four um, top uh, cast players in this movie. So yeah. Danny DeVito voiced the male dog. Uh, do you remember who voiced the female? Uh, I don't remember, to be honest, but it's. Just, I- I think I kind of recognized her voice, but I'm going to have to look into it again. Let me see. Uh, look, look what the critics said. It said, look who's talking now. Uh, look away. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds fun. You know, it's a funny review, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like, it's telling you to avoid it at all costs, you know, kind of like saying that it's a really shit movie. <laughs> well, they haven't seen the Full movie, you know, they have to understand it's like it's an okay movie, but it's got its moments, right? Because, you know, uh, there can be movies that are bad, but they can have their moments. And, okay, uh, the dog's name is Daphne, uh, it's actually Diane Keaton. Oh, yeah, I, I heard of that actress before. Yeah, I was like, man, where do I remember her voice? And I had to look it up. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, this movie is from 1993, so I guess uh, in the early 90s, people were not as uh, fond of animals talking. I guess uh, the trend became more popular when Homeward Bound came out, uh, I want to say. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies from Disney. Yeah, it better not be on this list because, you know, that's 
one of our favorite uh, childhood movies right there. Yeah, don't go on. Don't diss the classic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so now going back to the uh, top of the list, we have uh, The Fog as no number 93, which also received a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the critics said The Fog is a so-so remake of a so-so movie lacking scares, suspense, or originality. Oh, okay, so it's one of those wannabe horror movies that were not necessarily uh, scary. And uh, let's see, for the top cast, I, I don't remember Top Willing or Maggie Grace. Selma Blair, I've heard about her, and D. Ray Davis. So those are the four uh, cast players mentioned here. So, yeah, I'm not familiar with this movie. I haven't seen it. So I, I would have to see it to uh, make a decision myself. And sometimes I have a hard time deciding on what movies to watch, but I guess I'm going to start with the uh, the ones that are considered bad. <laughs> yeah, there's some bad movies that, you know, they deserve a better chance, but some don't, don't even look at them. <laughs> And what about you, Mike? Have you seen The Fog before? It's a 2005 movie. I saw it on cable years ago. It was okay, but there's some moments I didn't care, really. Yeah, but you as, an, as a horror fan, you probably didn't see... In this movie, you didn't see what you usually like in horror movies, right? Yeah, because I always like to have like an antagonist that's creepy and very you know shocking. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. So for this movie, I think it's like uh, the fog. So I guess it's like a fog that comes to you and like, it either makes you disappear or maybe if you breathe into it, it kills you. And I'm, I'm not sure what happens. It says here that the prosperous town of, uh, of Antonio Bay, Oregon, is born in blood as the town's uh, founders get their money by murder. Oh, murdering. Okay, so the synopsis actually sounds interesting. So I'm not sure why this movie made it into the top 100 uh, list of Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, like I said, I'm going to have to see it to see what's going on. Yep. <laughs> okay, so moving down the list, Mike, uh, what do you got? I'm on number 16, which I actually love this movie and I still love it, as, you know, even though I've gotten older. Problem Child from 1990. Wow, Problem Child is in the... <laughs> this movie is hilarious. I mean, I really don't understand critics here why they would give Problem Child a bad review like this. Nah, you should give the third one the bad rating because that one was a piece of shit. The second one had its moments, but the first will always be the funniest. Yeah, so zero uh, percent, that's, that's bad, right? I mean, if it was given a one or a two or a three, then it's still bad, but... When you give a, a movie a 0%, that's just, it's it's really, really bad. <laughs> and it's awesome that, you know, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey, he was in this movie and he's in the sequel, which both times he, were, he was funny as hell. Mm-hmm, right. So. And also, yeah. rest in peace, John mm -hmm. Ritter, one of the greatest actors of all time. You probably remember him from Three's Company. Yeah, and also rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried, you know, that it, it really got to us because, you know, he was a great comedian, great actor. It's really sad to see good talent go. Yeah, and also John Ritter was in this other movie I liked. It's called Stay Tuned, where 
this couple gets sucked into a hell version of TV where every TV program they they know it turns into like a hell version where it's scary and creepy and violent. <laughs> wow. Uh, I got to yeah, see that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they do a parody of Wayne's World. It's called Dwayne's Underworld. Oh, I definitely have to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, there's some some uh, parts of it that are kind of trippy, but other parts you're like, oh, okay, this is good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Problem Child. I've seen it, and I definitely disagree with Rotten Tomatoes on this one. This was a good movie because, you know, it's a movie that makes you laugh, that has an interesting story about uh, a kid who gets adopted by the right uh, dad, you know, who encourages the kid to be a better person. Then I'm not sure why it was given. Oh, it actually says here, right? The critics uh, uh, hopelessly short on comic invention. Now, I disagree with that, particularly unpleasant, uh, one that's loaded with manic scenery chewing and juvenile pranks well yeah i mean the title of the movie is problem child right so this is the type of these are the type of situations that you will see in the movie with this title right yeah and i would say i love the movie because some pranks actually cause me to start laughing like what was that one prank i think when he this one nun would treat him like trash he would just clown on her like when it came to having her slip out of the garbage chute and she's just so pissed off. <laughs> I actually did love the pranks in this movie, especially when he... Uh, well, actually, I, I'm not sure if it, this was the first or the second one where this happens, that he is invited to a birthday party and he ends up trashing the party. He threw the girl's presents into the pool and he make the cake explode and uh, I think he was even dressed like a devil right so it was like a kid's costume party slash birthday party kind of thing yeah so yeah it's hilarious so again this is another situation in which I have to disagree with Rotten Tomatoes uh, 100% yeah I'll give that I'll give the movie an 85 you know being really nice about it yeah, if, if I had my own rating system, then yeah, I would have to go with that. Or even 90 for me, because, you know, it's one of uh, those movies that really, really make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what's next on your list? <clears throat> yeah, so going back to the top of the list, we are, have at number 92, Speed 2 Cruise Control from 1997. Which is funny because a lot of people did enjoy uh, Speed, you know, the first film in this uh, movie franchise. So I'm not sure why Speed 2 received a 4%. Uh, would you agree with this, Mike? Uh, I didn't like Speed 2, to be honest. The first one, I really enjoyed it because, just think about it. Instead of, you know, something like ordinary, this one was extraordinary where they're on a bus and they have to keep it at a certain speed limit. But with with cruise control, I heard they have to be on a cruise ship and it has to be at a certain speed, otherwise it blows up. <laughs> so, it, oh yeah, it, it, according to the picture, yeah, it's about a ship. So, uh, you would say that a lot of the movie did not make much sense? Yeah, because cruise ships, they don't go that fast unless you put like rockets on the back of it or it's one of those speedboats. So, they went a little irrealistic with this movie then. In a way, yeah, but 
the first one also had a great villain. You know, one of the actors, uh, I don't think he's alive anymore, uh, Dennis Hopper. He always plays a great villain. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so the critics said SB2 falls far short of its predecessor thanks to laughable dialogue, a thin characterization, unsurprisingly familiar plot devices, and action sequences that fail to generate any excitement. Oh, okay, so it, it appears that uh, it seemed a little boring for the critics altogether. And it says here that Annie, who was played by Sandra Bullock, is looking forward to a Caribbean cruise with her cop boyfriend, with Alex, uh, Jason Patrick. Uh, uh, I think this is the same guy that came up in the first one. So I guess they started dating after, after the whole crisis in the first movie. And uh, yeah, so this is a follow-up to the first movie, but you know, as you can see, it was given a 4% for being such a bad movie. Yeah, like I would have to watch it to see how I feel in the end, but I'll probably like go, okay, I never want to watch this again as long as I live. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch it because I don't recall seeing it, to be honest. The first one, yeah, definitely, because... Uh, the first one happened to be one of my dad's favorite movies, so we did uh, watch it together a couple of times, but yeah, I'm going to have to uh, see the, the second one, yeah. Okay, so uh, what do we got on your side, Mike? Well, this one's at number nine, and I'm glad it received a zero because I tried <laughs> watching this movie, and it's actually the fourth in the series, which was the final one, because after that... It, no more movies came out. Um, it was Jaws: The Revenge. Wow, nineteen eighty-seven, and it got a zero. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of this whole Family Guy thing—the bigger Jaws. <laughs> yeah, you know, apparently, uh, I've seen this movie so many times. I thought back then, okay, it's decent. Now I think it's a piece of shit. Like I never want to watch it again. Yeah, it has a dramatic title, and uh, right now, as an adult, you 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 realize that is shit, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather stick with the first one. I, I always stick with that one no matter what. Mm-hmm. Illogical, tension-free, and filled with cut-rate special effects. Uh, Jaws the Revenge is a sorry chapter in a once-proud franchise. Yeah, that sucks, right? Because sometimes with movie franchises, you see that it gets better as it goes from movie to movie. But in the case of Jaws, it actually went the opposite direction, right? It became worse as it progressed, you would say. Oh, yeah. like The second one, it had its moments, which was decent. Uh, the third one, they tried to go 3D, but the 3D looked like shit. It, w- it was kind of like uh, Sharknado? <laughs> in a way, yeah, except they're in a water park where uh, I guess Mike Brody, he's gotten older, and he's like, I guess in charge of the sea world, or I don't know what kind of wildlife that they're. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of like a weird plot, too. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I never want to watch it again because even though I think some of the Jaws movies might be on HBO Max, but they probably got taken off because you know how they are. Yeah, uh, what I noticed is that because uh, Jaws is considered in the horror genre kind of, so they put them like around Halloween season, but once uh, Christmas starts coming up, then that's when they get rid of all the scary movies, right? And they replace them with uh, holiday movies. 
Yeah, right now I'm looking. Uh, Jaws is only available on Apple TV, uh, Prime, and YouTube. Okay, so there's a variety of places where you can go and watch uh, these movies. So yeah, that's what we recommend you guys. You know, just because a movie is happens to be in the bad movie category, you shouldn't be discouraged from watching it. You know, that's what I do. Like even if a movie is considered bad, I still see it. You know, I I yeah. already mentioned that uh, today. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, uh, we're gonna scroll up again to the top of the list to see what other uh quote-unquote bad movies yeah <laughs> okay so at 91 no number 91 we have the covenant and from 2006 and no uh this is not a uh religious movie you know or biblical for that matter uh the covenant is actually about uh male witches or warlocks if you will I i've seen this movie I don't think it was that bad. Uh, maybe the people who actually practiced the Wicca religion were offended by it. And that's another reason. That's probably another reason why Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 4%. It says here that the, um, according to the critics, the covenant plays out like a teen soap opera full of pretty faces, wooden acting, laughable dialogue, and little suspense. Um I don't agree with it. I thought it was pretty uh, interesting. Like, I don't know if you've seen this movie, Mike, but at one point, I think um, I forgot if they were in high school or in college, but one of the warlocks gets upset with this guy who was mocking him and he actually made him throw up with with a little spell that he put on him. Uh, I haven't, but I've heard some good things about it, but um, no, I need to watch it again. Yeah, it says in the 17th century, five families with supernatural powers make a pact of silence. So this is what the covenant is. Eventually, one power hungry family is banished. So, you know, it has an interesting synopsis. So uh, uh, this is another instance in which I have to disagree with Rotten Tomatoes because the covenant is an interesting movie. Uh, you're going to have a lot of things there that probably don't match up with the people who actually practice Wicca. But um yeah, it's an altogether good movie. Yeah. And I think there's a weird part there where they go to a party and they do a sing along to Joan Jett's uh, I Love Rock and Roll. That's, I think that was one of the trippiest scenes in the movie. But other than that, it's pretty good because you actually have uh, warlocks battling each other for, well, one of them doesn't care much for power. But I think the member of this power hungry family that they're mentioning is the one who rises and challenges the other warlocks to uh, to duels, basically. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be, uh, you know, that would be something to watch. I, I recommend, like, you know, we should try to check it out. Yes, definitely. Uh, so uh, where do we scroll to now, Mike? <laughs> uh, number 61. This one I actually loved a lot, even though a lot of people give a shit. It's called Rollerball. Hmm. Okay, so it's one of those good movies that people can, or I should say critics consider bad with uh, 3%. Wow, that's super low. <laughs> and yeah, um, believe it or not, LL Cool J's in it, even though I don't like him as much, even though he's great also in uh, Halloween H2O. 
Yeah, LL J is a good actor. I, uh, he was in Deep Blue Sea, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he was the owner yeah. of that parrot that gets ultimately devoured by a shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, removing the social critique of the original, this updated version of Rollerball is violent, confusing, choppy. Klein makes a bland hero. Oh, yeah, because Chris Klein is in it. So this is a remake considered yeah but it's a good remake like uh i also found this out someone in wrestling was in it as well hmm yeah he he was in charge of this one company i think the year before this movie came out but it got shut down because of they lost their tv spot and they were out of money yeah Uh, a lot of things can happen when, when you're making movies yeah yeah i think the uh, you might know him, uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah, I think I heard of him. Yeah, he was in charge of this company that was called ECW, which stood for Extreme Championship Wrestling. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of people in ECW were pissed with him when they took off because they got no TV deal because this station called TNN had, you know, didn't promote them, didn't give the commercials, nothing. It's, you know, didn't give a shit. Yeah, maybe one of the reasons why uh, this movie was given a bad rating, maybe it was because it was uh, directed to a younger generation. You know, maybe it was put at, at not rated R because it doesn't look like an eight rated R type of movie. It was probably like a uh, PG or PG-13 and maybe the parents complained saying that uh, you know, their kids can be watching this and, you know, this and that. And maybe that's why it was also given a better rating. But, yeah, who um, knows? The the movie's actually pretty good, like, because, you know, I was young when I watched this, and I thought it was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know how there's, especially in America, you have parents that get really uh, dramatic when it comes to what their children are watching and yeah that could be another reason I mean the critics uh, can say what they like but yeah and the parents um, are ultimately the ones who decide what their kids get to watch so maybe that's why uh, parents were upset you know because it, it, it says you're violent so uh, the critics could have based this off of the uh, uh, the opinion of, of people yeah exactly yeah uh, let's see. We're going to scroll up the list and it, it appears that we only have a few minutes left. So this may be the last movie that we'll, we will be reviewing for today. It's at number 90. It's called Flatliners. It was a 2017 movie that only received a 4%. And, yeah, this uh, is like the last one we're talking about because <laughs> we're low on time. Yeah, and um, I see the top players here. The only one that I can recognize is Diego Luna, who I already mentioned. He um, he appeared in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, you know, he was part of the uh, people who who died, uh, you know, before the... the uh, yeah, part of the rebellion. And they were... Um, after they died is when you technically see the beginning of... Uh, Star Wars A New Hope, you know, uh, that character. It says here, Flatliners falls flat as horror movie and fails to improve upon its source material, rendering this reboot dead on arrival. 
Okay, this is another harsh review. And it says five medical students embark on a daring and dangerous experiment to gain insight into the mystery of what lies beyond. Mm. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, I'm not sure if this movie that I'm going to mention is also on this list. Uh, do you recall uh, seeing or hearing about a movie called uh, The Lazarus Effect? Yes, I remember that one. <clears throat> So yeah, Flatliners may be similar to it because what lies beyond, uh, if you recall in The Lazarus Effect, you have a couple of uh, doctors too. And uh, they, you know, with their scientific experiments, they actually come up with a serum. And it's not just any serum or, you know, any experiment. This experiment actually helps you with bringing someone from the dead. Yeah, and... Well, I would say Lazarus Effect, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than this one, because one time it came on, I think I think it was on cable, like I came home from work, and I'm like, oh, what's this movie, and I tried watching it, and it seemed really bad, like, I never expected it to be that bad. Oh, Flatliners is really bad? <laughs> yeah, I tried watching it, and I'm sorry to say it, I think it was bad. Wow, yeah, so, uh, I don't know what to make of the, uh, the the promotional poster for this movie. It looks, so you have the face of a woman. You see her head. Uh, you know, she's one-sided, you know, kind of like a mugshot kind of picture. And um, her face is kind of distorted, right? Blurry with like shades of uh, yellow, uh, white, yellow, red, and blue. So uh, it looks kind of interesting. Um you know, also the synopsis sounds interesting, but like I said, the, the review was very harsh. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I will also look into it and see what I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got in time. Yeah. Let's see. We have about two minutes left. So, so you know, those are the the movies that we mentioned for today. We're definitely gonna make a second part of this. Um, of this chat because it's very interesting you know looking at all these bad movies and we also want to do the the positive thing and mention all the good movies and see if we agree with uh rotten tomatoes or imdb in their choice of uh movies so yeah we're definitely gonna get into that later but you know these are the bad movies that we got to review for now so uh next time we're gonna make it a little less confusing so we're, we're gonna try and, and go in order right mike <laughs> yeah this time i'll i'll make sure i'll stay in order <laughs> yeah it's because you know mike uh me i could talk about any movie even if i haven't seen it you know just so uh, because i go by the movie poster or uh, comments or any reviews uh, i mean i don't like spoilers but uh reviews i could i i could read because you know those are not spoilers but Mike, I think you prefer to talk about movies that you've actually seen, right? Yeah, a lot of good ones I've seen, and then there's some I try to watch, but I just blank or space out. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to us tonight. Uh, we've been gone for a while. It's just that we, we've we been busy. We couldn't find uh, the right time to record because of Mike's uh, unpredictable schedule because you know, sometimes he has to work early or uh, you know, it, it pretty much depends on the availability, but from now on, we're going to be more, um, we're going to try to have a set schedule to record uh, our episodes, and we're also going to see you more on uh, on the 
of the blog, you know, our YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on uh, this show before, but we actually had to change uh, the name of our YouTube channel because uh, there were a lot of videos that were populating with the same name, uh, Mike and Elizabeth, uh, especially uh, videos of Elizabeth Taylor and uh, her late husband, Mike. <laughs> so what we decided to do is we named it after our podcast. So now you're going to find us on YouTube as Hollywood Girl and Wrath, and you're going to see our past blogs there. And we're going to be recording more definitely because, you know, we have a lot of things to talk about, uh, but we're probably going to try to do it. Let's say um, maybe we should try to do it uh, twice a week. Right, Mike? Yeah, I think we, we could try to do uh, it twice a week for our YouTube channel. But it really also depends on, you know, my work schedule and if we have something going on. Yeah, and we're also trying to develop a Facebook page uh, titled uh, Hollywood Girl and Wrath. Uh, so you're going to see that soon. And uh, we're also going to work on our individual YouTube channels. Uh, my name, uh, you can find me as Elizabeth Milan. And uh, Mike, uh, what's the name on your uh, personal uh, YouTube channel? Um, I'm going to have to actually look for it on YouTube because I really even post anymore, to be honest. But um. But do you go by, you, you don't go by Mike McDaniels, right? You go by Wrath Guitarist? Wrath Guitarist 1300. Yes, yeah, so that's um, Mike's uh, YouTube, uh, you know, personal YouTube channel name. So yeah, that'll be all for now. Again, uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you later and on our next episode. Thank you guys and have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Don't stop me, don't stop me, don't stop me. Hey, hey, hey! Don't stop me, don't stop me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like don't stop it. me.